Welcome to the Create a Relationship You Love Summit. I'm your host, Andrea Carella, and as you know, the benefits of this summit are to help couples create satisfying relationships and to communicate authentically with more harmony, understanding, and passion. And today we have a very special guest. Her name is Polina Solda, and she has her own soulmate relationship with her husband. She's a mother and a passionate entrepreneur in the relationship arena. Today we will be talking about creating a relationship you love with your soulmate, and we will cover how to maintain the attraction throughout the lifespan of the relationship, the pitfalls couples can fall into and how to overcome them, and how to maintain work-life-family relationship balance. Welcome to the Summit, Polina. It's wonderful having you on today. Thank you so much, Andrea. It's such a joy and privilege to be here. Wonderful. I'm very excited. Yes, me too. Now, you and I have a lot in common. We both were involved in international relations for a while and then transitioned interpersonal relationships. Specifically, can you tell me a little bit about your transition and what inspired you to do so? Sure. So I actually started when I moved to the United States. I started in the field of international development. I was in my early 20s then, and I was really, I was always passionate about helping, specifically helping women. So I mostly worked on program that involved women and children. And what happened is throughout my 20s, I did a lot of work in the field, right? So I traveled to developing countries. I worked in the communities. And then I moved to New York City by that time in my early 30s, actually, kind of started over. So my goal was to go and work at the United Nations to get my uh, master's degree at NYU, which I, I did all of that. And then, and also at that same time, I got into, I met my now husband. So it was like seven years ago. And at that time, what was that life-changing moment for me is I remember when I started consulting at the UN and I did the internship before that, I just felt like I was disconnected from, you know, that work, the direct impact, work in the community, working directly with people who need, need the help. When I went to live event with Tony Robbins of so four days, Unleash the Power of a Thing, I so for the first time, I learned about him and so like what coaching and uh, in this large scale, like 5,000 people in the room was. And it was so inspiring. And it was such a deep transformational work that he did for so many people at the same time that I was like, wow, this coaching is the most powerful force for change on the planet. And this is what I want to do. And I want to have a direct instant impact on people. So literally within a month, I left my job, I started my coaching business, and I enrolled into Coach You, one of the best coaching training programs out there. And it's been my business for the last six years, and I love mm -hmm. every moment of it, helping people. And the best thing that happens is then, now, my the way I look at my clients is that it's sort of like I leave, like I know them so well, I see all this most important moments in their lives. So one of my clients, I saw her yesterday and she's still my client. She's happily married now. She just told me she's pregnant. So how amazing is that? Mm, yeah, <laughs> spreading the love. <laughs> that's the impact. Yeah, that's the impact. It's like past 
the wedding or past that, like when she got engaged. I mean, always, but now it's like, okay, now I'm having a baby and uh, just making that impact is, uh, there's n- nothing more rewarding than that. I can completely relate to that in doing international relations overseas and in D.C. There's a certain level of impact, but there's nothing like that face-to-face impact with individuals and couples and families and really being a part of that process and seeing it manifest right before your eyes. It's very inspiring. I'm very passionate about it myself, so we share that, that common path. So I'm curious how you created the relationship with your partner. How do you, throughout the lifespan of your relationship, create that relationship that you love after dating and marriage? Can you share a little bit of your personal story around that and how you do that? Sure. Well, I when I started dating again, just uh, some background. So in my 20s, I was married. We sort of grew apart and marriage ended. And the way I was in my 30s, and I think as we get the experience and we get to know who we really are and uh, connect to ourselves, that we can learn the things from the things that didn't work. It could be you've been dating for a long, long time, or you actually have been in a relationship and you're kind of wondering, well, should I stay or should I go? You got to look at the lessons that you can learn from this experience. And what I realized is that it's not that there is that amazing Mr. Perfect out there. It's the work that you do on yourself that makes or breaks your relationship. And this is something I didn't realize and I didn't think in this kind of, I didn't have this mindset in my 20s. So what helped me is when I was getting into this relationship, it became just such a priority for me because I didn't want to repeat that experience of investing into a relationship and five, seven, ten years later ending it and it happened so, so much all around. I was really determined to do what it takes. Just like in dating, I was really determined to meet the person who I could have that kind of relationship I envisioned. I think it's very important, like in the early stages, and as you know, I'm specializing a lot in working with women who are single and looking, and then I continue to work with them as they get to the next stage. But it's so important to be very clear about the kind of relationship you want. And even if you're in a relationship, you still need to have that clarity. Um, It's not about so much about the partner, uh, like what he has, how much money, how high, you know tall he is and so forth. It's more like the traits that you can bring out in a person. You can bring the best in a person. And I think that's the purpose of a relationship is for us to grow. So realizing that, that we're here to grow and to create something that would not be possible if we were not together. And of course, the biggest and the most amazing creation are your your children. So we have a child together and we love him so much. And it's just the joy we experience every day from having this family together. Nothing compares to that. We're back thinking like, oh, we were single and like a dating game and all of it. We don't have to do that anymore. I think it's so important every day to just... um, Keep that vision in mind and see, like, there's one thing I can do today. There's one 
act of kindness or if our words of appreciation or using a touch, using the physical connection, what can I do to show my love and appreciation to my partner? So it's very important to be intentional about your relationship on a daily basis. Absolutely. I I think it's like um, filling up a marble jar. It's all those small deposits that are consistent on a regular basis that make a big difference in creating that relationship that you desire and being part of that creation. I think that that's definitely true. Now with couples, how can a couple maintain their attraction throughout the lifespan of the relationship as they evolve, as they change during different phases in life? How can they maintain that attraction and that bond? Mm-hmm. Great question. When I think about attraction, it's something that we can feel, we choose to feel, right? And uh, I think it comes from first laying the foundation, right? So when you have a strong foundation, this is something you do together, especially in the early stages of your relationship. So then your partner is not just your spouse, right? But he's also, my husband is also my best friend. We do a lot of things together that we're both passionate about. And This is extremely attractive. So, for instance, next week, we have our rituals and traditions, right? So, we're going on our annual ski trip to Aspen, and that's what we do every year. He skis, I snowboard, and we share this passion together. And trust me, when he skis, there is no one more attractive. He's so good at that. Then no one can compete with that. So that's really, and the joy, the, all the emotions, like those endorphins that are being released when like you're having a great time. So I think uh, having, that's the foundation. That's just one example is that we have a shared passion. We have a common interest for couples who, and it's got to be something that no matter what happens, that's something we did when we were just just starting dating. Actually, my husband proposed to me before he saw me snowboard, and he always dreamed like of having a partner who could be on his level. So we're both racing, mm-hmm. and he could not believe. He was like, I made the right decision <laughs> to propose to you because... Yes, this is a very important part of his life. He makes, like, he goes 25 days a year. He goes to ski. It's how important it is for him. Mm-hmm. If he was with somebody who was not interested in that, for instance, and just the person would get bored and then resent him and it would lead to arguments, it just wouldn't work. So I think the attraction based on the common interest and uh, spending quality time together. We know that, right? We always spend time with someone. And if you think about, again, the early stages of dating, you, you date somebody and the more you get to know them, the more attracted you become. Like deep psychological level, we're wired to like people who we spend more time with. For couples who've been together for maybe a long time, but they haven't really spent that quality time together kind of running like their parallel lives maybe you know with work and family obligations it's so important to set the time for even if you have kids I mean it's got to be your quality time so again an example so tonight we're going uh, to see one of the Oscar nominated movies we haven't seen yet we both like movies based on true stories it's easy to agree on the movie mm-hmm. and we're gonna go and see that and that's our quality time away from being parents and away from work and away from our friends. It's just our time and when, you know, we'll have 
also something to to talk about, like new things that we learn and connect on that uh, level. So quality time, having a, a conversation, right? And uh, I would say in addition to that is just a little thing. So like you said earlier, I love that metaphor is that it's something, it's not like a project. Attraction is something you create moment by moment. Attraction can be created by somebody just send me a text. So I, I've heard the signal. You can just send a very quick text. It takes you like a few seconds, but you let the person know that you're thinking about them or you're excited, you look forward to tonight or whatever it is, you send them something cute and you, you know, send them a picture of a cute kitten and say, I wonder who is cuter, you or this kitten. I mean, something <laughs> like that, right? Mm-hmm. But it brings attraction. Yeah. I know something that really warms my heart. My husband leaves for work before I do. And he actually sets out the oatmeal and the bowl and the, the spoon for me so that when I wake up, it's like they're ready to start to be prepared. And it's Aww. just something so simple, but it's, it's that he had me in his mind in the morning before he left to prepare that for me so that I could feel him when I woke up in the morning. You know, I think it's simple things that make yeah. a big difference. I know that 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 touches me. So what are some of the pitfalls couples can fall into and how can we overcome them? Yes, it's important to understand the different stages of a relationship that couples go through. And in the beginning, when it's that we have that initial attraction could be you know, that chemistry and we start projecting all those amazing qualities on another person, we don't really know the person, the other person, because it takes time to get to know somebody, everything seems to be amazing. And it's like, then, but then the moment comes that pink, like my husband says, pink bubble burst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's the two different people who are together and now might be connected, not just based on that initial sexual attraction, but also because they you know, chose to get legally married and now we have a child or more children. So it's, it shifts. And what's important, I think one of the things that happens is that we're trying to hold on to that image that ideal spouse, ideal partner doesn't really, it's not who the person is. And if we try to just continue change the spa, our spouse and tell him what to do and how he needs to be different and not really accepting the person, so I think not accepting and not seeing the person for who he is with all of his maybe weaknesses and um, things that we all have, like we're human, we're not perfect. So. I think that's the biggest challenge because if we go in that direction and we constantly nag and and try to change another person and try to be in control, that it's not helping a relationship grow. And if a relationship is not growing, it's dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another pitfall that couples unfortunately can get caught up in is the interpretation or mind reading Mm-hmm. where we make interpretations or assumptions and instead of actually engaging in conversation with the other person and letting them tell us what they're thinking or what's going on or f- what their intentions are and checking that out, I think that that can be a, a dangerous place. 
being able to check it out is a way of overcoming it and and really giving the person that space to really listen and try to seek to understand them. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because when we live, we know somebody, we think we really know them because how many years or... But it's so presumptuous to think, like, I don't know what my, my husband might be thinking in the moment or why he did something. So I think not being curious, right, not being curious about really, like, understanding. So I remember Steve Covey said, first seek to understand than to be understood. Mm-hmm. So really, like, I'm curious, like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And the person, person did it for their own reason. It has nothing to do with us. And I constantly remind myself, so one of my mantras, and I love uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, uh, I do too. I love him. (laughs) So the four agreements, of course, this is such a key is don't take uh, thing, don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. Huge in dating. And of course, in, in when you get in a relationship, because all that misinterpretation, and it's something that, I just had a conversation with my one of my clients about that, and she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I was giving all this meaning to what my husband does, and it has nothing to do with me. It's, you know, he's extremely, extremely busy. He just, he just forgets things and the little things that are not important because he's focusing on the big picture. He's focusing on that, like, that one big goal, right? And that was like, wow. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that, that if you realize that and you stop taking everything so personally, uh, your relationship, like there's more lightness, where is like the energy shifts and of mm-hmm. course it gets stronger. Absolutely. Now, what are some of the secrets uh, for couples to maintaining work-life balance and relationship family balance? Because sometimes those roles kind of pull us in different directions and how can we maintain that balance in those different areas of our life and in our relationships so it doesn't suffer? Mm, yes, I think, well, we're creatures of habit. So if, and as an entrepreneur, and my husband is also, he, he's, on, he's been on his own his whole life as a lawyer. It's so important to create your own habits or rituals that, and reminders that help you to, install with new habits because you know it takes time to really shift so when you leave work at work right and when you get home so actually like have little reminders or it could be physically that you set the timer and by the time you know the timer goes off I close off my laptop because we both could be working on our businesses 24 7 mm. if we if we let it to happen or there's like I think having was reminders that serve you as triggers that now it's time to shift so if my you know when my son son comes from school now it's time for me to take a break and we plan something using a calendar also when you schedule specific activities you plan them in advance and you gotta make the time and I think if you don't like if I don't put something into my calendar it doesn't exist and you don't want to like think about it you just want to have it there so it's there and you're like okay it's time for us uh, to let's just go out. Like, doesn't matter. You can go for a walk. It doesn't have to be, you know, fancy dinner, anything. But it's like, it's your time. Every Friday night, it's your date. Or every day when your child gets from school, three o'clock, 
is your fun time with kids. It's so important to 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 plan to to gain, be intentional and make it a priority because it's not going to happen on its own. If you just let things fall, like drive your life, run your life, then they will. Your work will determine what gets done and what's not. And then the, the really important things like your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with your family will be pushed aside. And maybe it doesn't, nothing happens in the short term, but you got to always like keep that big picture in mind. If you continue doing it day in, the, you know, day in, day out, what's going to happen to your marriage, right? So, mm. Or even your own physical health too and your quality of life. Absolutely. Yes. So like work never ends knowing that and also our responsibilities as parents never end, but the God has set boundaries and uh, the clearer boundaries we set, the uh, the stronger, I think the deeper the bond and uh, also the respect that you get from, uh, from other people. So for example, my clients will not, well, they know that like evening time is my family time. So they're not going to, they're not going to send me an email or text expecting me to respond. They know. And the same goes when mom and daddy go out. Our son knows, okay, it's, he's not going to throw a tantrum or say, I want to come with you. He knows it's our time. It's like creating those habits and rituals, super important. Mm, absolutely. Now, for women and for men, what is some advice uh, on creating a relationship that that they love? So some tips for, for women on creating a relationship they love and some tips for men on creating a relationship they love. Yeah, I think, uh, well, it's kind of, uh, for both, I would say, it's... Uh, it applies. I think it's important to understand. So I love Gary Chapman's uh, The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just important to understand what's your primary love language and what's the language of your partner and communicate openly and clearly. So step number one is that when you know what your love language is, you let your partner know, your spouse or somebody, if you're dating somebody, you let them know that it really means a lot to me. I, I appreciate, you know, for, and if it's a quality time, when express that, you know, you don't care so much about gifts, like you really want to spend more time together and hear the things, some of the things that you haven't done and you're really excited about doing. And then find out what another person, what, their love language because it might not be the same right so if it's physical touch right when you make sure that you do that and you show your love and appreciation to your partner through their language you speak their language and they get it so we know there is a physical touch then there are the gifts quality time acts of service and verbal right? So words of Mm, affirmation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm, Absolutely. Now, any last pieces of advice for the couples and listeners on this call on what they can take away or any last minute thoughts that you'd like to share around creating a relationship you love with your, with your soulmate and what that can look like? Yes. I think I, a relationship is a journey and, uh, it's, uh, something that if we put our focus and attention on it, if we nurture it, it will grow and it will become stronger. It's like 
planting a garden. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a metaphor I use as well. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Came to me. I, yes, I, I think that it's something that doesn't, you just continue doing that and being in that. And the most beautiful thing about being in a relationship is that besides owning your own business, there is no better way to, to do your personal growth work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because our our spouses are our best teachers wherever you know we need to learn unconditional love and acceptance or patience or real real listening and just and being present I mean there are so many amazing things that uh, we can do for ourselves it's like it's almost selfish right because we become better right mm -hmm. we become better versions of ourselves and uh, it just wouldn't happen if we didn't have a partner who would be pushing those buttons or mm -hmm. <laughs> helping us see those uh, blind spots that actually getting in our way. Just deep, deep gratitude for be being in a relationship and uh, having a special person or, you know, if it's a family, people, right, our kids too, in our lives and they're our best teachers. Absolutely. I definitely echo that. I completely agree. So thank you so much, uh, Paulina. It was really a pleasure having you on today, and I really enjoyed this conversation. You're very welcome. And uh, if anyone wants to join, become a part of my community, then my website is findloveandkeepit.com, and I have a special Yes, guide. you have a special gift, I yes. think, for our audience. Yes. Can you share that with them? Sure, sure. I have written a guide uh, where I shared some of the biggest lessons that I learned on finding and keeping love. So you can download it instantly for free at my website, findloveandkeepit.com. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing that gift. And once again, I really enjoyed this conversation. I think it was very, very fruitful for everyone that was listening. Me too. Thank you so much, Andrea, for having me here. Great. So once again, I'm your host, Andrea Carella with True Potential Counseling. And just to recap what we covered today, how to maintain the attraction throughout the lifespan of the relationship, what are the pitfalls couples can fall into and how to overcome them, how to maintain work-life balance, family relationship balance, as well as some key takeaways for the women and men in relationship on our call to really cultivate a soulmate relationship with their partner. Now, definitely stay tuned. Check your inbox tomorrow for the next interview in the Create a Relationship You Love Summit series. We have some amazing interviewees uh, coming up, so I can't wait to connect with you then. Have a great day.